Accredited Master Coach, Speaker, Author, and Podcaster. Welcome to my podcast, The Can Do Way. My guests from across the globe have can do stories of growth, resilience, and success to share. Tune in and be inspired by these individuals who have developed a strong can do approach. Each one of their stories is unique, each one of their stories has a key message. In this episode of The Can Do Way, I'm talking to Karen Williams, best-selling author and book mentor. Karen Williams is the book mentor at Libertas. Best-selling author of eight books, Karen supports coaches, leaders, and experts to write a book that helps them to attract more clients, raise their credibility, and show up in a bigger way. She takes them from idea to final manuscript and launch, so that they create a book that sells them and their business. Welcome to the show today, Karen. Thank you, Gail, for inviting me here. I'm delighted to be here and sharing, I know, some of the lessons I've learned on my journey. Wonderful. So first, can we take a short walk through your life? If you can give glim- uh, listeners a glimpse of your background and how book writing became your life's work. That's really interesting. Um well, I was born in, I was a child of the 70s, uh, mid-70s, and I was an introvert as a child, and I've always loved books. Um, but I suppose, apart from reading books, the writing side of things happened when I got into business. So I've been in business now since 2006, started out as a coach, um, did career coaching, corporate coaching um, for the first few years. I worked part-time um, at the same time. And one of the things I noticed, I know, Gail, you're a coach as well, is that there was a huge difference between coaches who were successful and coaches who weren't successful. Um, and when I was doing my NLP Master Practitioner in 2009, I wanted, when I had the chance to do a modelling project, I wanted to find out what's the difference that makes a difference between a coach who is successful and one who isn't. I landed up interviewing loads of coaches really successful coaches in the UK and the US and I decided to write a book off the back of it and that was back in 2009. Um, Now writing that book was not the easiest thing in the world it was damn hard actually and (laughs) I made loads of mistakes I went round and round in circles but obviously going through all of that those tough times made me the person I am today and it made me um, the type of person what you know I kind of understand the process I've probably made every mistake under the sun so I know what can go wrong and also how to ensure it doesn't go wrong in the future so that was my first book I launched it in March uh, 2011 and I did say never again after that first book but I just finished book number nine um, and really sort of from a writing point of view since 2014 Um, Well, from a mentoring point of view, I've been mentoring business owners to write their books, taking them through, as you said, through the whole process. My speciality is really helping people to see the wood for the trees when they are they've started writing their book, they've committed or even they're in the early stages. They've got no idea what to do first. And I help them to pull out their ideas, their structure. So they write something that really is aligned to them, their business, their values, their beliefs and helps them to grow their business. Uh, that's pretty much my background from a business point of view. Married, no kids. Um, and I don't know, I just do what I love to do every day. And that's that's the thing that, that drives me, I think. That's a beautiful start. And I love that you said you love what you do every day. Yeah. I, I just want to go back to um, the journey you've had, you know, Karen. It's 
remarkable to hear somebody who has had a love of books from a very young age, but you've turned that love into something to really help others. And, and in the work that I do and you as a coach as well, elevating others for success is, is key to, to being a successful coach. But in your book writing journey, um, as you have learned how to do it all, you know, it can't be, it can't have been an easy ride for you. So what what would you say were some of the challenges you have faced along the journey in terms of that consistency to write one book after the next, after the next, after the next? I would love to say, Gail, that I had a plan um, because I always <laughs> say to my clients, if you know exactly what you're writing before you start writing the first one, it's easier. Um, and as I said, I had no plan to write more than one book. I think what happened to me is I wrote the first book, which, which was very much focused on other people. I did 11 interviews for that book and I was very much focusing on other people, not my own expertise. And I wasn't showing up myself. So that's really where the second one came in. Um, the third one came in because um, this is probably very relevant to your listeners, actually, is I was back in 2012, so 10 years ago now, scarily enough, I was doing a project called A Year to Live, where I it was based on a book by a guy called Stephen Levine. So still love reading, um, who was with his wife, he um, he looked after terminally ill cancer patients and he and his wife thought, well, why, why should you wait until your final, your time is up before you live your best life? And it's really the philosophy I live by now. And I did a project where I did all sorts of things that scared me during that year. And I worked with a few friends and everyone did something slightly different, but I really pushed my boundaries, pushed my comfort zone. Um, and that led to the third book, um, The Mouse That Rules. Um, and then when I got into writing, it just felt like a natural progression. There's always something to share. There's always a different slant, a different angle. Um, the current book that I'm writing, or I've just finished writing, um, is called The Seven Shifts. And that's about the emotional connection that, that one needs to make when they're writing a book to actually make a bigger difference in their readers, but also to ideally um, have some of those readers turn into clients that you can support on a deeper level. So that's kind of a bit about the book writing journey. And yeah, as I said, I've made loads of mistakes on that journey, um, but I've, I've kind of nailed it now, I think. Um, but it doesn't mean that I still don't struggle. Uh, with the current book, I wasn't following my process. I went away in October last year to write it, and I realised that my plan wasn't detailed enough. Um, I sent it out for peer review in December, and I realised that there was a big chunk in the wrong place, so I had to rewrite that bit. And I have to also, um, I think I shared recently with, with, with my audience, nail my backside to the chair to get things done as well. <laughs> so I, I go through the same things as my clients go through. <laughs> that's that's really interesting but, but getting down and getting into business and doing it getting it done that's that's so vitally important mm. just listening to the drive in you Karen what would you say gave you that inspiration and the motivation to have that can-do mindset you know you said you went from introvert to moving your word into the written onto the written page and you you coached and then you progressed into book writing. Where did that real drive come from, do you think? Um, it could have come from a million and one different places. I've always been quite a focused person. I've always kind of wanted more, I think. Um, one of my drives comes from um, nine years ago, my dad passed away. Um, and it made me realise how life is so short and we never know what's around the corner. He was he was 69, I believe. Um, mm. Yeah, just um, yeah, six, just missed his 70th birthday by, by about a month. Um, and one of my drives is the fact that 
as a coach myself, as a coach and a mentor, I can only help so many people. And through working with clients who have got their own story, their own expertise, their own wisdom, I can help them to help more people. And that's, I suppose that's my motive, not necessarily my drive, but my motivator. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am quite a driven person. Um, so I'm not quite sure exactly where it came from. <laughs> I guess when you were young, when you were reading, did you find that it was easy to just keep picking up a book? So that was that you said, I love reading, I'm going to keep doing it. That was that first perhaps step into that world of I can do this, I can keep reading, I can keep learning? Yeah, well, obviously as a youngster and, and also as an adult, um, fiction, and, and I work with non-fiction authors now, mm. non-fiction memoir authors, but that was all fiction. But I am the sort of person that if I pick up a book, you will not see me until I finished it. You know, I'm, you know, I remember when all the Harry Potter books came out, literally they would arrive and I would finish it that day. And I would make, you know, I would clear my diary or I'd make sure I had time to, I'm the sort of person that, oh, just one more chapter. Suddenly it's one o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Um, So I I get drawn into story. I also love going to the cinema. So it must be something, it's something about stories, I think, that just drives me that, that I just love to disappear into a story. But also with my clients, they all got a story at some level. Mm. Um, So it's, it's fascinating journey. It is indeed, and if, and I often say to people, I, I love to read. I share that passion that you do, and stepping into your own imagination is what books can give mm-hmm. us. It's it's you just never know where a story is going to take you, um, even if you've seen it as a film. You know, I still get curious and fascinated because every adaptation of a book can't ever meet the book completely, mm-hmm. and yeah. so there's still yeah. bits that you learn about characters and. You just think, oh wow, that's. I'm glad that they didn't do that because it kind of adds that little bit of something extra to the book that you're reading. <laughs> so along your journey, then, Karen, what do you think was one of the greatest things that you've learned about yourself through this whole experience? Ooh, that you can do what you put your mind to, even if it feels scary at the time. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Um, I think this takes me back to the Year to Live project where I did things I never imagined I could have done. Um, I decided to run an event that year where I had some quite high high profile speakers. I ran the event. I also did a firewalk. And when I approached um, somebody to run it for me, he said, well, why don't you train to become a firewalk instructor? And I said, no. And then but one of my um, I suppose my questions I asked myself that year is, I I kept on asking myself, if I had a year to live, what would I do? Mm -hmm. And I pretty much said yes to everything. So I trained to become a firewalk instructor. I ran that event. It's the only firewalk I've ever run. I don't plan on doing it again. (laughs) Um, I went skiing for the first time and I was in my late 30s at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I trained to do, well, I signed up to do a charity trek to Machu Picchu, which I did the following year. Um, Yeah, I did quite a few things that really, oh, parachute jump, yeah, as you do. (laughs) And I'm petrified of heights, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think a lot of people always say, why does anybody throw themselves out of a perfectly safe plane um, to throw themselves down at the earth? But, hey, it's adrenaline, I'm sure. (laughs) It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing, Gail. Absolutely hated it and loved it in equal measure. (laughs) Never do it again. But it was just an (laughs) exhilarating experience to do it. It's one of those things that everyone has to do. There's a few things I think everyone has to do in their lifetime, and that's one of them. Mm. Um, And it's, it's, yeah, incredibly scary, but incredibly empowering at the same time. For sure. I I really love the whole energy that you're, you're sharing with the listeners today, you know, around that whole mantra, if I had to, if I had a year to live, what would I do? It's such a strong can do approach to 
your life, your business, and and just saying, you know, live life without any limits and, and just mm. go out there, get it done, enjoy your life. Your father passed early. My mother also passed very early in her life. And it's just like, mm. you've got to live. You have to just get up every day and say, what can I do today? And, and get out there and, and do it. And, you know, a lot of my listeners We've all had our own experiences and we've all had different challenges and different setbacks in life, but we can find a way. We can find a different route to mm-hmm. to get to where we want to get to and, and perhaps gather the people around us that we need to help us get there as well. So um, it is it is achievable and it is doable. So, Well, I think you've, you've just touched on it, Gail. It's just having that team around you as well, you know, whether it's a cheerleading team, you know, friends, family, partner or whether it's a business team you know I would not be I could not do what I do in business without having a team to support Mm me Um, and I think having um, you know coaches mentors support people who can help you when you need help and be there as a kind of a sounding board for me that's incredibly important as a coach to to really walk my talk in that respect you know I I do not do what I do alone there's a lot of people sort of quietly in the um, sort of around me who are there to support me which is for me as a coach I think it's incredibly important. I couldn't agree with you more I was just talking to a client earlier today and we were talking about that very thing she's in a position of growth and um, it's about building your team next it's that who can support you to Mm. achieve that dream and and make it happen it's it's really really important. I'm curious to ask having written nine books now what would you say is your secret sauce to finishing a book? Secret sauce is to have a really clear structure. Well, it's not just the structure. So there, there are three things I talk about in my in my new book, and it's having those three things in place, and then it will make it easier to finish it. Mm-hmm. So you need to have an impactful idea, one idea that everything falls off, everything hangs off, that really links into your business, but you're focused on one particular client group reader group if you don't focus on that it's it's you'll get stuck you'll get overwhelmed you're you're you won't be able to see the wood for the trees you you need to be really clear on what's in the book what's not in the book so having that one single impactful idea is is important from the offset um sharing stories your stories other people's stories and actually interweaving those stories will bring it alive and then it's about having a memorable methodology which takes people through takes your ideal reader through to what they're struggling with to what they want instead. And having that pathway, having that structure is the thing that helps the most because it makes makes it easier to do because otherwise it it can feel when you're writing a book and you probably know this, you know, it's like a massive task. You're thinking mm-hmm. I've got 50,000 words to write, but you have to break it down into those chunks to make it easy. Um, and actually getting it finished, it's just, it's prioritising, it's, it's making sacrifices it's um getting support from other people it's it's finding the time making the time um I, t- I like to go away and write because I find if I can get a good chunk done when I'm away I've um took myself away last year I've taken myself away to write um I find that's the that's the most effective way of doing it not necessarily to finish it but to at least get get the momentum going um deadlines there's all sorts of things that could help I'm not quite sure where I could I could touch on a million different ones that, that's, book, that's book number 10 but you know I'm not going to go there right now <laughs> need some time away from those words but I think 
the magic you just shared then is about having that pathway so that it's a guide, isn't it? It's yeah. it's a it's a path we can take new steps every day, we can take small steps, we can take giant leaps along the way, but at the end of the path there is a destination and mm-hmm. it's it's about enjoying that journey as we as we get there anyway. So I want to step away for a moment from your business mind and and also the fact that you have a very focused and very priority driven lifestyle or working lifestyle. So when you switch off and unfocus yourself, what do you what do you get up to 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 switch off and give your mind a break from the words and creation? How do you how do you um, give yourself that well being dose that we all need? Well, I'm lucky to live um, three miles from the sea. Um, mm-hmm. So I live in Portsmouth, on the south coast of the UK. Um, so yeah, three miles from the sea. I love to walk. So love to walk. It, um, invariably, if I take my husband, it involves coffee and walking. <laughs> I love to walk and I just love to get fresh air. So you'll find me out in most days, unless it's horrendous weather, you'll find me outside, you know, soaking up the, hopefully the sun or the rain or the wind. But I, yeah, I love to walk. That's, I love going to the cinema, um, love music. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't have a huge number of interests because I, I do I suppose I love my work as well, but actually I, I just love to get out in nature more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And I like to go on holiday when we can. Yep. And travel is a real key thing for me. Yes, the T word is uh, on everybody's lips with more and more countries opening up now too, isn't it? So yeah. we can get back to some sense of um, of normalcy. So uh, it's it's wonderful to hear about your journey and, and how you've brought it all together, Karen. And I wonder what are those three can-do tips you'd like to leave the listeners with? So I'm, I'm somebody, I'm approaching a big birthday in a couple of years' time, so I've had quite a lot of thought about my future. And my first tip would be um, to get really clear on your vision and what you want to achieve, because I think when you know what you want and it's compelling enough, it enables you to sort of work out how you're going to achieve it. Um, so having that vision, knowing knowing what you want, whether it's through a book, a business, a life, for me, I've kind of got kind of amalgamation of all of those um, for my own vision, um, myself, and my husband. Um, so, yeah, when you know what you want to get, you can work out, OK, so what what do you need to do to actually achieve it? But I think it's really important, something I've recognised in the last couple of weeks. It's not just about the destination, it's about enjoying the journey. Mm-hmm. So there's a fine line between having a vision and going, oh, yes, I'll do that in two years, five years, ten years. But actually, we may never get there. So it's also important. And this is still part of tip number one is to live for the day. Um, I we we went to Brighton for the day on Saturday. We just thought, well, why not? You know, why not? Let's go to a different seaside resort for um, and actually do a different, you know, different different set of um, sea air or just to just to get different experience. So I think it's just vision is important, but also don't spend so much time thinking about the future and not enjoying the day. So that that would be my first tip. Um, second thing is about being realistic now. Earlier this year, I had so many things I wanted to achieve this year. Um, I got struck down with a number of illnesses, including COVID. And um, within about six weeks, I, there was a couple of things that had happened to me. And it's also about being really realistic with timeframes. Um, I was I was going to write two books this year, review two others. But actually, I think we we try and do too much in a short period of time. So actually, with my, my birthday being in a couple of years' time, I've also thought, actually, I've got a couple of years to do all of this. So just be realistic with what you can achieve. That would be my second tip. And I, I that's learning the hard way with that is only through working with my coach that I kind of unraveled that quite recently. Mm. Um, 
And that leads into my third one is get help. You know, other people can do things much more easily than you can. You know, if if I want something to be done really well, I delegate it to my VA, you know, if it's from an admin point of view. Um, other people will know, will be able to do it. The things that you're not good at, they'll be able to do, do them so much more easily. And um, people who are experts in that area have the shortcuts. So why, you know, I suppose it's a bit like writing a book, you know, why try and struggle by yourself, feeling overwhelmed, stuck, annoyed, frustrated, when you could get help from someone who can help you or, you know, or anything, you know, like losing weight, health, whatever it is, you know, find the person who can help you to do what you want to do and tap into their expertise. So they're my, my top three tips. Most definitely. And brilliant tips as well. I think that second one really resonates with me. And I know a lot of listeners at the moment, there's a lot of people who are struggling to create boundaries in their lives and they are caught in a state of overwhelm because they keep saying yes to so many things and and we're all guilty of it we all do it and then we sit back afterwards and just think if I say yes to one more thing I'm going to explode Um, (laughs) it's learning to say no and actually committing to that as well isn't it and um, taking care as you said health has impacted many many people and uh, Mm. that's one of those moments in life where we just have to look at ourselves and say to our bodies you know what I need to give you a chance to recharge and and reset so I have to be Mm. kind to to me for a while so thank you so much for sharing those thank you I'm not very good at doing that but I'm learning (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'll get there one day I'm sure that's good that's good So I've got two more questions I want to ask you, but one is the opposite to secret to finishing. So what would you say to listeners who are thinking about writing a book and they just are stuck overcoming that first procrastination hurdle? Haven't started, were they struggling to get started or just struggling Um, to progress? I guess a mixture of both, just getting started. What, What can get them over that first hurdle? Getting them over the first hurdle is is getting clear on what the book is going to give them they don't that they don't have already um, to get clear on what they're writing who it's for um, and to start to put that plan together and also work out you you met you asked me a great question Gail and it's something I ask people what is what is your secret source mm-hmm. what and also what do you love to do every day because there's not much point in writing a book about something you don't want to talk about every day so mm-hmm. how can you actually bring everything together so you're you know you're actually I think, I think a lot of people think that writing a book has to be difficult, but it doesn't when you've got a really good idea of what you want to create with it. Yeah. Um, so there's a few, a few little nuggets there, hopefully, that will get people going and get people focused. Mm. I really, I've got a great download on my website as well that can okay. get people started as well. Okay, well, you can, you can send that through to me. That would be wonderful, and I'll include that in the show notes. Um, more than happy to, to share that for you. I, I really like the the point that you made about um, if it's something you are passionate to talk about or you like talking about every day. I think that is a real, a deep why for saying to somebody, you know, I, I want to keep talking about this and I want to be known for this as well. So hence why I'm going to write my book and it kicks you into action. Mm. It is, um, well, it's vital. Well, there's a, um, the Japanese um, philosophy of Ikigai. Mm-hmm. When you do what you love, you can, you know, when you when you do what you love, you can get paid for what you love. You know, you've got that little sweet spot in the middle. That's um, right. And um, yeah, that's a, that's quite a powerful thing to actually think, OK, so what do I love to do? What where's my expertise? What do I enjoy doing? Who do I want to work with? And then, you know, then you can find that sweet spot. And, and 
I think the other thing is you don't have to put everything in one book. Um, <laughs> that might feel a bit scary for some, but that's very true. <laughs> yes, and you are, you're walking proof of that with nine books under your belt now. So that's wonderful, Karen. So my final question for you is why do you feel a can-do attitude is absolutely essential? I think we all want to reach our um, deathbed um, with a sense that we've done the best we can in life, that we've lived the best life, that we've achieved what we wanted to do, that we've served others, we've helped others, we've made a difference. Um, so I think it's important for us, but it's also important for what we can do to help other people as well. Wonderful, wonderful. And what a great way to, to bring our interview to a close today. And I, I love the energy you've shared. And I think if there's aspiring writers out there or people who've just thought mm, I, I'm going to do that this year I'm going to write my book I'm sure some of the wonderful advice you shared will will kick start them into action but it's as you said live that life without those boundaries and keep asking yourself why not and go and do the things that you really want to do and if you all of my listeners have a book in you be guided by and uh, reach out and talk to someone who's an expert like Karen to, to help you on your way so that you too can enjoy the journey. So thank you so much for being my guest today on the podcast, The Can Do Way. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do you live and breathe a can-do attitude? Have an inspiring perspective, a life-changing experience or intriguing story to share? Always curious. And with an insatiable appetite for a good yarn, I invite you to be my guest. Do get in touch via my website, gailmgibson.com. The Can Do Way podcast, refreshing, positive and real.